0: hello make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode you rate to review my podcast if you like me and you can follow me on instagram it's yes king oliver
1: Tati, bye and go to sleep but there's gonna be like the one or two they're like hey maybe we should check out a different area but you know <laughs> there's may some that might be just like let's say this one spot this is a good spot and so i think there is it when it comes to like animals there's there's gonna be variants there's gonna be that the um the boat there's just like humans there's the I'm gonna just keep playing on this 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 theory of the conservative and the liberal. There take ha- it takes both. And so, you know, even with deers, you can see those that like are happy staying in one spot. And then there's maybe some in the herd, they're like, hey, we should adventure out. Let's see what else is out there. And um, you know, they, they follow or they don't, but you know, it might be uncomfortable for the ones that want to stay still, but they might follow. And I think that it does take both. It, and it takes both, not just for humans, but for all for all animals to be able to have you know the sense of safety and like in, in staying in the familiarity and like rooting into a space that they know is safe and following a tradition of like what works and also having the the bravery to go okay what else is out there let's take that leap and like let's just like adventure out and see.
0: See what comes to mind is quantum entanglement, meaning that when something is happening over here, then also the same thing is happening over there, meaning. You could be, as you said, that conservative present thing right now And also your liberal mind tomorrow is over there, right? As you said, whether it's two parts of the brain or whatever I know what you mean It's almost like quantum physics, quantum entanglement Means that you could be more than one place at one time, particle wave Everything is not just one, it is both The wind, you could have, say, pollen in the wind And as the wind blows, some of the pollen will go over there Some of the pollen will stay here It's never just like here or there, it's both. It could be here, it could be over there, it might come back here, it might blow back here, more might come here, some might go behind. It's just this like massive box of infinite space that it's already connected as opposed to trying to connect it. It's already connected. I look at it like this, a square, and in that square, you've got like one line across the space into the other, side of the square now open that up in your mind which is the universe it's already connected so no matter where you are in that box now where you are in that square you're already connected it's hard to understand it's almost like electricity line going across the whole world that when you put your finger on the line anywhere in the world you get an electric shock now that timing between getting that shock whether you live five minutes away or all the way around the world it takes the same amount of time to get that shock because it's already energy it's already electricity um yeah
1: yeah hmm yeah a, mm, i mean yeah that's quantum entanglement is a <laughs> it's an interesting topic what's your favorite part about it
0: um I simply love the fact that, for example, in my case, whenever I want something and I'm focusing on it, it doesn't happen. And then when I don't focus on it, it happens. And having to grasp that, understand why this happens, and yet I still focus on it because of this lack of control if I don't, it's hard to basically be a physical body that needs control. And if you don't take control, nothing happens, a.k.a. if you want something done, do it yourself. To the point where if you don't do it, you're basically going against your own principles that if you want something done you got to do it yourself knowing that if you just let it go it is going to happen and that battle between do i just give up control and hope it's going to come or know it's going to come or do i take control make sure i get what i want because if i don't i'm going to wish i hadn't i'm going to wish i had taken control so it's almost like you can't make the same mistake twice because how do you expect anything to happen if you're not going to take action but then you know if you try and take action You're pushing it away So by simply not looking that way And not taking action, it comes It's a really fucked up thing, isn't it? <laughs> because basically, you're down if you do You're down if you don't If you want love, you can't focus on it, and it comes But you don't know when it's going to come If you want a business, you know, money comes your way Don't look at it It's the absolute opposite It's like when you're dreaming And you become aware or dreaming, you wake up Right? It's fucked up, isn't it? <laughs>
1: Oh, so you're dream,
0: you've got to be like, don't wake up, you've got to be like, don't observe yourself that you're dreaming. Just continue flying. Don't become aware that you're dreaming. And then you become aware and you wake up and you stop flying. So there's no way to basically kind of, you know, dream, become aware of dreaming without waking up.
1: Obviously, well, lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming. Lucid yeah. dreaming. You're, you could be aware, you know, it's staying in that, like, but how long before, though? Data, Huh?
0: How long can people stay in that? That bit, that that part before they wake up. You can train yourself. What? So as long as you want,
1: basically. Yeah, yeah. I've had, like, you know, and when you when you train your brain, you know, train yourself to lucid dream, you can stay in lucid dreaming.
0: Mm -hmm. As long as you want. Yeah. wicked
1: Yeah. So what it is is our brains at at different like frequencies, so different hertz per second. And so when you know someone that isn't training their mind, when they become aware that they're they're sleeping, they're using um they they had to raise the their the hertz um the frequency in their brain to use different parts of the brain to make those connections and therefore they're coming out of that sleep state to be conscious and that's what wakes them up but when you're in theta and you train your brain in that you can keep yourself in that relaxed state and use just parts of your brain like it because it it doesn't take as much energy to recognize that you're sleeping because Mm -hmm. you've already created that like that 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 patterning, you know, like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm in a dream. And so it doesn't take as much energy to recognize that, to make that conscious. So you can stay in that, like, light theta um, zone. So you can be conscious and aware, but still be in that dream state.
0: That is amazing. I used to be able to do it growing up. I wasn't aware of, like, you know, it's called lucid dreaming whatever. I just remember when I used to think excessively, that all of a sudden I'd be aware. I think it must have happened, like, less than five times in my life that I'd suddenly be aware that, oh my God, I'm dreaming. And I controlled the dream for like five seconds and I'd wake up. But more often, probably not the same. I'd go to the toilet in my dream and wake up pissing myself. It's probably not lucid dreaming. It's probably, it's like the opposite, right? I realize afterwards, shit, I'm dreaming, wake up. (laughs) As opposed to, shit, I'm dreaming, don't fucking wake up. (laughs) Again, it's the opposite.
1: (laughs) Yeah, oh, that's funny. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think I found the book. I think it's called Predisposed. I don't know. I looked it up and there's like a lot of different, there's a lot of different books on this topic. So maybe they're all good. Maybe let's read them all.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I find, I find good things, right? Reading and writing is a man-made thing, right? It means somebody else's brain created it. Listening is sound. It's vibration. Everyone's got vibration and sound. I find that listening to audio of something goes in my brain 10 million times more than reading does. Because you're using like...
1: You're an auditory learner.
0: Yeah, I can listen to an audiobook and, and be able to tell you every single thing that I had just heard, right? I was reading a book. I'd read one page and I wouldn't really remember any of it. And I'd have to go back and try and recall what I read. And it's just completely the opposite and again it goes down to somebody else's brain created language right and which now i have to go learn the language and then use my brain to read the language and then interpret it it's like three variables whereas let's just say the sound that comes off the sun is a vibration that's just one variable so if i hear a sun i recognize it as a sun if i hear say a car it's a car if i hear a cow mooing it's a cow it's only like one variable it means it's like less transactions for example yeah less middlemen along the way it's more direct and i think that people who say dyslexic or whatever the reason why they struggle to read is because they already have a heightened vibration they're already doing things that they want to do they're just getting it done rather than doing it the way that they should have been doing or everyone else is doing it they're just doing it so the brain isn't like needing to know how to read or spell it's just do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. That's yeah, the outcome. the I spell there with a fucking T-H-E-I-R or T-H-E-R-E? You know what I'm trying to say. It's the outcome of there. It doesn't matter how it's spelled. And and so, yeah, it's that, so their brains are already accustomed to natural nature, which is just action and doing. Um, hence why a lot of these people who are dyslexic are not visual, because that's like reading, but simply the other ones, like, audio or whatever it is more practical
1: yeah um yeah i'm dyslexic yeah i find that just like my brain works different And the way that i even like problem solve or construct sentences um it's just just different and it, it's kind of funny um but and that's a really interesting theory and i like it but i mean it sounds like you're an auditory learner and you know what's interesting is i'm dyslexic and i actually learn better if I see it (laughs) if I read it and then I hear it and then I look I'm looking at it while I'm hearing it when you say see
0: do you mean read or simply see I mean you see something or read what just happened
1: um both because it's like I need to see the words to like store it in my memory where like I can hear it but it doesn't retain unless I'm seeing the words
0: oh so that's interesting because a dyslexic person stereotypically struggles to read, and and and, but you're saying it's the opposite. You actually learn better. Oh no, I, I struggle
1: to read. I struggle to read, but I also, um, I don't know, I also str- struggle to comprehend in listening. Like it doesn't retain as well. So like I'm very visual that I need to like see things. Um, so I have a difficult time reading, but that's how it's gonna store in my my mind better than. Like just doing audio, like I listen to a lot of books, um, but I have to listen to them many times for them to store and I, I won't be able to, I don't feel like they move from knowledge to wisdom as quick as like if I'm seeing it while it's being read.
0: So obviously you know I cured my Tourette's right And through that process of being able to cure Tourette's I understood what dyslexic was ADHD, burgers, blah 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 All the, the conditions And I wanted to be dyslexic like Richard Branson Because I wanted my parents to uh, Appreciate my entrepreneur Indifference mindset That like it was a blessing as opposed to can't just get a job So I turned myself dyslexic right And I basically Stopped being able to spell words And, and read properly and And understand stuff. So as we know, you can change the brain and and you can turn you can turn the brain into something as you can turn it off. It's a mindset. You can choose to follow patterns or go against them. When you want to learn something new, like a language or a maths equation, your brain struggles initially. But then if you keep doing it, you get through that language barrier. You can read that different language. You can work out that maths. You can spell that word initially you won't be able to spell it but if you keep doing it you can learn to recall it better and before you know you can spell those words so i turned myself dyslexic and then i realized i can turn it on and i can turn it off for example if growing up you're told you're dyslexic and you can't spell or you can't read or you struggle to understand spelling then every time you are told say spell this word your brain's not done any mental uh, programming or let's call it gym work to try and spell and build that part of the brain that remembers spelling so you say spell this word you can't spell it the brain hurts which is like lifting up some weights in the gym and you can't lift up these weights because you've just joined the gym so you put the weights down but as you know the gym you come back next day you lift the weights. you come back the next day you lift the weights eventually you can lift these weights really easily so i realized that spelling or even maths or anything reading a book My brain used to go fuzzy, and my eyes used to blur when I used to read, and at that point, I'd give up. I couldn't spell. I thought, I'm dyslexic. I can't spell. What's the point of even bothering? And then I realised, no, fuck it. You need to learn how to spell. You need to do these maths equations. And I became a fucking genius with spelling and maths on this theory that I could make myself dyslexic or not. I cure Tourette's or not. And I literally remember in my bedroom... Writing down all these maths equations and working out the maths in seconds when I was younger I was the worst at maths I got I failed I couldn't do any of it Spelling I'd struggled to spell vehicle for example which I need literally just right now Have remembered how to spell I used to spell it as V-E-R-C-L-E right and I still couldn't remember it And so after like 10 years of not being able to spell vehicle I gave up because it was dyslexic But now I trained myself no nonsense it's V E H i c l e and now i've made that effort to remember vehicle yeah. i can now spell vehicle so basically dyslexia is a, is a, is like going to no. the gym enough
1: no i'm actually gonna cut you off there it's not true because dyslexia is not illiteracy it's not illiteracy i can read i can write um, I was never told I was dyslexic until after I graduated high school and college. And then I was studied and they're like, oh, shoot, we didn't notice that you were dyslexic. So I wasn't perpetuating a story. I didn't even know I had it. I wasn't illiterate. You know, I got all A's and I was very intelligent. I graduated high school with a 4.0 and I graduated college with a 3.875. And it had nothing to do with the story people were telling me. And it wasn't that I was illiterate. Dyslexia isn't illiteracy. I can spell, I can write. What it is, is the way that the words show up, um, the brain moves letters. And they flips it flips things. And the way I even structure sentences and paragraphs, you know, people edit my stuff and they're like, "Okay, this belongs here. This belongs here. This belongs here." It's all out of order because it's not that I'm illiterate. It's not that I can't write. I don't know how to spell. It's that my brain actually works differently, and the way that I process actually is just a different order than other people. And so the way that I look at words and read words and and structure uh, paragraphs is that, and the way I even speak is just a different order because it's the way that my brain thinks is just different. So it isn't that it's broken or it's illiterate. It's just that it's functioning entirely differently than others. And so it isn't a belief system and it isn't a a brokenness. It's actually just like everyone has a unique, um, what is it, um, neurodiversity. You know, there are people that are neurodiverse and neurologically diverse, and it doesn't mean that they're broken. It's just that society hasn't yet made that like a norm and isn't, they aren't being supported the same way as like a neural like norm would be treated. You know, like most people, they can go to spelling class and, you know, do write these papers and it's just like, OK, I can I can follow this way of teaching. But people who are neurodiverse, they're not going to be included in that typical form of education. They're not going to be catered to the same way. And therefore, they end up being pushed off and being told that they're dumb or they can't read or they can't write. But it's really just there isn't a um, inclusive educational system that's supporting people who are neurodiverse, you know. So it isn't a matter of training your brain to be different. I mean, you could, but I mean, I, am as someone who studied psychology and has been actively working in my brain for over a decade and have been helping people with neuropsychology and behavioral psychology, I'm telling you as someone that's dyslexic, it's just the way I wouldn't say I'm broken. My, my brain needs to be fixed. It's just, I think differently. And I think it's given me an unfair advantage without a lot of other things like creativity and art and running my business but when it comes to traditional learning in the way that people traditionally share information um I, I i just don't that's not my best way of of receiving information or sharing it does that make sense
0: yeah i agree with everything you're saying but what i was saying is for example when you think someone's dyslexic you think okay struggle to spell read and write it's like the the main say three what i'm saying is that somebody who Struggles to spell, okay, can learn how to spell Somebody who struggles to read can learn how to read Somebody who struggles to work out maths Can learn how to, to do the adding up Somebody who's dyslexic who's told that The reason why they can't do that is because they're dyslexic They stay in that mindset of Okay, well, I'm dyslexic, I can't spell There's no point even trying to read or spell I'm saying that that part of the brain can be changed Right. Like, for example, yeah, when you want to learn lines as an actor, it's, it's hard to learn lines when you initially start to try and remember. But that part of the brain builds up over time that you literally can read those lines and remember it really quickly. So somebody at school who can't spell because they're dyslexic. No, so,
1: it's, but, so dyslexia is not a literacy. So dyslexia isn't about like not knowing how to learn, not know how to read or write. It's like I can read and write. You know, I've and I've, you know, read and, you know, I've used to read 10 pages a day for years and read thousands, you know, hundreds of books, not thousands. I've read hundreds of books and I've, you know, written a bunch of papers in college and it isn't a matter of not practicing. It's just my brain's, you know, dyslexia doesn't mean you can't write and you just got to learn how to spell or, you know, you can't read. You just got to like spend more time reading it isn't like that at all. And it's not even a belief because I didn't even know I was dyslexic until I was 20. And so I spent all grade school and all of college, not understanding that I was struggling, not because I'm dumb, but because I literally, and although I, you know, would study writing and would, I would practice and do spelling, you know, I would really put a lot of energy into this. And it doesn't to do with the fact that I just didn't do it enough. It was just that my brain was working differently than the way that they were teaching me to make it work.
0: See, that, that I agree, sense? absolutely I agree Are you saying that let's just say Ashley At say 15 right Um Can't spell for example Vehicle right Okay, And Ashley at say 20 Still can't spell vehicle and the reason why you can't spell Vehicle is because you're dyslexic which means you struggle to spell Are you saying that You can never spell vehicle for the rest of your life And that because you're dyslexic you can't spell Vehicle and that's the end of it or are you saying That you can train your brain to simply spell Vehicle So
1: Dyslexia has nothing to do with not being able to spell.
0: I'm saying a stereotypical dyslexic person, where I live, is they struggle to read and write and spell. Stereotypically, right. everyone's different, different levels of it, but that's what well, I'm. There's a at.
1: struggle, but it doesn't mean that they can't. You know, like it, there's a struggle because not because they're unable, because they're dumb. I mean, you know, thinking of what dumb the actual term is, but um, it's because the way that they're seeing the word isn't gonna be stored the same way that it's gonna be stored in like your brain or somebody else's brain. And so the letters and the shape of the word, they can maybe get the shape of the word vehicle and they can show you and tell you what the shape is, but the way that it's storing, like maybe a normal person, uh, or I'll also say a um, neurally like norm, neural norm person, they'll see the word, they'll see the letters and they can store it that way. But a dyslexic person, they can see that word and they can store it differently. They might remember some letters they may see the shape of it. And so it isn't that they're not able to spell and through just like getting that word over and over and over that they won't be able to learn it. It's just the way that it's storing in the brain is going to be different than like a neural norm person. So they they struggle, but doesn't mean that they can't do it. It like, it just, they have to learn their way of how they're going to recall or like, you know, learn how to spell or write. Like it isn't that they are unable you know the, the struggling isn't like i think it's understanding what the struggle is that i think is where the confusion is it's not that they struggle because they just don't like it or they struggle because they don't have enough experience that they, that they haven't trained their brain and it's just that their brain and the way they're seeing the word is just very different than like a normal a, a neural norm you know like does that make sense
0: yeah, of course. So one person gets it in, say, a second and the other person who is dyslexic gets it in five seconds. You both still get there. But just differently, what I'm saying is, can that person who's dyslexic, who takes five seconds, train their brain to get there in one second? That's what I'm getting at. Can they train so, their brain to get there in one second? I believe yes. That's
1: the thing is, but I think that's what you're saying is you're 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 what you're saying is, well, can they train their brain to brain become neural norm? And. I. I've, I've tried, I mean, I have, I'm telling you, I have done a ton of reading, I had, you know, um, I've had tutors, I've done like extracurriculars, I've done so much, I've continued to read, I've read by myself, I would reread things, you know, like, I think that, I think that dyslexics try to make their brain chemistry, like a, a neural norm, instead of like honoring their neural diversity. And the truth is, like, brains just are different. And it isn't that it's bad. And I don't know. And I've tried. I feel like I'd be a good example of somebody who's tried to, you know, make my brain chemistry normal and it didn't, didn't happen. And I'm somebody who's like, I've changed a lot of behaviorals. Like, I mean, I've done a whole lot of, I mean, like I said, like over a decade of like intentional behavioral psychology and neural psych, like neural um, shifting and creating new, you know, uh, neural pathways. And like, I'm very intentional with. The way that I exist and function, and like how, like, and how I can change things, and I've changed everything. But with dyslexia, it's it's not, um, it's the one thing that like I can improve on. But I think what it is, it's like basically somebody who's tall being like, okay, well, I'm going to learn to be short, or like somebody who's short is like, I'm going to learn to be tall. It's like you you physically aren't structured in that way. And the way that the neural pathways are going is like maybe it can be changed because. Neuropath plasticity, yes, but the way that the the associations are created is so deep in the way that they like literally perceive the entire world that it goes beyond reading and writing. It's literally how they interpret the existence of everything. So they would have to restructure the entire way that they approach the world to then become a neural, neural norm in the way that they read or write. Does that make sense? Like, it isn't just about reading and writing. It's just, like, the way that it shows up most prevalently or most clearly versus, like, everything else in life. But, like, I'm telling you, even the way that I organize and, like, do things in my day is different than somebody else. Because I'll, like, start with this and then do this and then I'll come back to this. And then where most people will be, like, here's this order. You know, like, it's it's not just reading and writing. It's literally the way that the brain is approaching reality like the world around them and how they interact with it
0: uh did you say you have to go about now or have you got time oh
1: yeah oops right (laughs)
0: Uh, quickly promote anything you want to promote what was that anything you want to promote
1: uh no you could just um yeah follow me on instagram my instagram is ashley.dufreyne and that is d-u-f-r-e-s-n-e And I just
0: have fun on there. Okay, wait there, let me press stop. Howdy, thanks for listening to me episode. Uh, If you could remember to rate and review the episode after you've listened, that'd be fantastic. And also subscribe, so when I release a new one, you get a notification. And also, please tell your friends on socials about me podcast. Now, I'm going for a poo, I'll be back later. Have a great day, and speak to you soon.